Hi, this is Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels and welcome to my podcast. This is Q&A number 92. It's May 17th, 2022. And um, this podcast is made for my Facebook virtual coaching group. I answer all their questions week to week. And um, I'd like to start off by welcoming eight new members. That's right, eight new members. And guess what? They all joined today on Monday. Well, except for one or maybe two, but yeah, all at once. And Monday happens to be my busiest day for, uh, I won't be posting this Q&A till Tuesday in the group, but Monday is my busiest day for video reviews because of course, barrel racers compete Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then everybody sends me their videos over the weekend. And I do as many as I can around the busiest time of my weekend, which is for lessons and clinics. Um, so anyhow, Monday is a lot. Um, so I think I did 20 videos today and I still have all the new members to do of the new members. I think I may have only gotten to two or three of you today. So I promise you just so you kind of know a little bit of the housekeeping, I try to return your slow video reviews within 24 to 48 hours. If you haven't heard from me, check in because there's a good chance I could have missed it, but I keep a list. I write everybody's name down and I check them off as I go. But anyhow, I do want to welcome back a couple members that left us uh, for a little while and come back. Sometimes they leave when it's winter. Uh, One of those is Kelly in Massachusetts. And then some of them just leave because they have a horse change or something and then they come back later. And that would be Melissa in Florida. And um, so those are the two that rejoined back. So welcome back to you ladies. And then our six new members is Kayla from Alabama. And then Roxanne, Emily, Stacy, Margaret, Katrina, Katrina and Brittany, all from Florida. So I'm excited to have all of you in the group. I sent you your questionnaires for you to fill out. Tell me a little bit about your horse, you and your goals. Um, It's a form that you just fill out at your leisure. Send me your videos and I'll start working on them. Just so everybody knows a little bit housekeeping, I do one to two videos per week for each member that pays $15 a month. That can be a maximum of eight a month. So if you don't compete every weekend, but maybe you go to two super shows or you run multiple horses, um, just try to keep in mind to not try to dump me six videos in one day, but one or two a week would be great. Um, or eight a month on average for that $15 a month or 150 a year. And remember, 150 a year saves you $30, which makes it more like $12 and some change a month instead. So it's a really good value. Um, let's see here. I posted in the group the personal best wins from the weekend. We already have on the personal best list for May, um, we have 15 names. So there's been 15 personal bests that can be a fast time in an arena or a goal you met with your horse and then we do a monthly prize for that so congratulations to those of you that had a personal best this weekend um let's see there were some really good ones too by the way i'm really proud of you guys so uh it's it makes me excited when you guys have a great run and you're happy too so um i also posted in the group for this week this week's skill and mindset challenge. The skill is going to be spirals. And I posted the diagram and some video training examples. Uh, Spirals is great for the novice horse 
or the young horse to learn balance and transitions and collection extension uh, extension all nice and fluid off of your body you can do it one-handed or two-handed um, it also teaches them uh, a lot about balance and speed control it's really great for the open horse as well as far as flex and fluidity and relaxed uh, circles go and you just want a natural flow from large medium small back to medium large and you can do this at a walk trot and a lope uh, both directions of course and then the mindset is um, this week and this can be a challenging thing and some people will do it much easier than others and some of you is just going to depend on the kind of day you're having but the mindset is to turn all negative thoughts into positive or any all, all negatives into positive so it can be um, something you're thinking something you're saying or a situation that happens to you adversity throughout your day or or an action that was you know happened throughout your day but what i want you to do is take anything that may have been a negative thought or a negative word or a negative action and turn it into a positive that way you can really start to uh, focus on what you're thankful for and grateful for and those are the things um by thinking positive and and saying things that are positive and doing positive then positive things start happening in your life and that's why we have to be really aware of our blessings and be thankful and grateful all the time because you know if we get just focused on the negatives then we become very negative so that's why I did that for a uh, mindset for this week so I hope you take part in that and um, we're going to add to that next week um, and I'll get into that next Q&A but um, anyhow the uh, I'll be adding some tips in the group this week um, so watch for those Tuesday Wednesday Thursday a video tip um, as I mentioned I'll be getting some people's videos finished up and the topic for today's Q&A is going to be about putting the horse first and I'm going to discuss that I also did an extra 15 minute uh, podcast last week on sportsmanship it was brought to my attention um, you know with some you know kids about bullying and such and um, and it's not just the youth riders that bully there's grown adults that bully but um, sportsmanship is something that you really need to be aware of you know and and you know take a compliment say thank you give out compliments be supportive to other people because you know what everybody's dealing with something and your kind word could be the word that makes their day or their week or makes them go out there and have a great run so whenever you can be positive for people as a coach it's my job to encourage it's also my job to give advice and give drills and such to people but um, you know I never want to come off as you know picking on somebody that's never my goal you know I definitely think there's a time and a place for practice there's a time and a place for competition there's a time and a place to rest a horse and get a veterinarian opinion it's absolutely never going to be 100% easy all the time but you got to keep working at it and it gets better so I'm going to go ahead and um, get into the questions um, right away but like I said uh, a lot of you did awesome um, some of the personal best that I know about uh, Kelly in Tennessee with JLo had a personal best of two 49s at the Lucky Dog, which was a goal for her to get under a 15 um, there, which was awesome. I mean, it put her like 
in the top 30 some horses with over 400 entries which is awesome um let's see here barbara and memphis did awesome at the uh perry georgia run and shaved a half a second off from go around one to two and you ride him so amazing barbara and uh let's see here we had just a lot of michaela and china shaved off a lot of time for their personal best on barrels it was awesome let's see here uh, vanessa and hunter came back after a five-week uh, break with getting vet care and legging back up slowly to come back and win 2d first with over i think 50 some riders in the fifth fastest time which was awesome especially when you went in there with the attitude of let him pick the pace and just riding relaxed and making sure he knew he wasn't going to be sore anymore obviously he went in there and wanted to do his job and uh Gigi and bella was uh fourth in the 2d 11th out of 98 riders in new york so we just had a lot of really great runs presley in kentucky uh was uh third in the 1d youth and in the bottom of the 1d open amelia little 10 year old amelia won first place in the 1d at an mbha here in florida district six uh, had she rolled it over into the open she would have won the open as well by three tenths uh, she ran i think it was a six and a eight won it maybe two tenths um, somewhere in there maybe she ran a five and an eight won it but anyways it was awesome and um, they had a beautiful clean run and it was uh she, they were just flying and she's a little thing on a big old horse so that was awesome and she's worked hard for that win she's been working hard for it for at least a year that i know of maybe longer on that horse so um so anyways there was a lot of personal best I, if i missed anybody i apologize i'm going to go into the questions now there was a few of them that i'll cover before i go into the, the topic and um Let's see here. One of the questions was about, um, she compares herself to others and, um, and it's, you know, something that she thinks, you know, like she should be further along because she's comparing herself to others. But you know what? You really can't do that to yourself because it just puts so much pressure on yourself. Try to just focus on your own journey, your own goal, your own personal best with your horse, because no two horses or no two riders are the same and they all have their own unique calendar and you will get to your personal best when it's your time but definitely don't compare yourself to others and you know if it comes down to you know you have a huge goal with your you know for yourself and it comes down to a deadline especially like if you're junior rodeo or high school rodeo or college rodeo or even you know circuit finals you only have x amount of time before you run out of time for those so in those cases if a horse isn't meeting your goal you may have to consider changing up but you know always make sure you find the right home for that horse but if you're just not in a big hurry and you love your horse what if it takes you three years or four years it's okay because you're enjoying it they don't know if they win or not they're just doing it for you so you know if you're enjoying it don't compare yourself to others just enjoy yourself i know i've had ladies in my um team before that had horses with amazing foundations i mean fancy broke and um, they had worked hard at it and their horses are still only clocking 3d or 40. then i had other clients come along that really didn't have a lot of skill for riding skill may not even know what lead they're on and they just buy a horse that's really natural and comes on really fast and starts clocking in the 1d and 2d and um, it's frustrating i get it i get it it's frustrating 
Um, sometimes there's just great horses out there that make jockeys look amazing out there. And then there's other horses that make uh, jockeys work harder and take some of their confidence away or take them longer to get them where they need to be. So, so again, it's not a matter of being better than someone else. It's just a matter of you and that horse and what kind of fit you are and, and going to the calendar that you two are on. So, um, the next question was about how I choose, um, oh, I also had one more comment on that. Keep a short memory, okay? Um, one thing I want you to remember is most people are going to be their own worst critic and you're going to be hard on yourself, but just keep a short memory if you have a run you're not happy with and really watch and focus on your good runs and visualize those in your head. Um, and also... Um, most people are so worried about their own stuff that they got to do. They don't remember your stuff anyways. You know what I'm saying? They might give it a thought for a moment, but then they're back onto their own thing. So don't let that affect you either. Again, these are, you know, part of, if you listen to my mental toughness podcast, you know, pressure from worrying about who's watching you or, or things like that, or putting pressure on yourself to win, things like that can just make your run worse if you, than if you just focus on what you can control, which is doing your job and preparing your horse and letting them do their job. So anyhow, uh, the next question was how I decide if a horse should go to the left barrel or the right barrel first. Um, there's about four things on that I would say. Um, First, I'm going to see when they're, I'm riding them, which way they feel more confident. Um, sometimes you just feel like they roll back and lope circles and pick up leads better on one side than the other. And for most horses, it's usually left side. So that's why we have one right barrel and two left barrels on most barrel horses. Um, because you want to have two easy turns and then one turn that you can maybe just you know, kind of float them to that first barrel, even though it's your money barrel, you want it to be good barrel and eventually need to be ambidextrous and be good at all of them. But you can kind of just start to fill out a horse. Now, Briscoe was the opposite of that. She loped amazing right circles, but uh, left circles, she was a little more fractious, but her left turns were phenomenal. And she was a little less confident at her right barrel, her first barrel in the beginning. So, you know, again, everyone's an individual. So I just kind of see which way my horse feels more natural. And I'm going to give them two of the sides that are easier for them. So most horses are lefties. That's why they go to the right barrel first in most cases. Um, Now, second idea is some people. People are sometimes more one-sided than horses. And some horse, some people prefer all their horses go left. So you'll see them switch all the horses to the left because it feels more comfortable to them. Then you'll see people that have horses that go left and right, and they really got to switch their timing up, you know, riding those lefties and righties. And, and that can be a challenge as well, because you've got to be really careful about picking your spots and, you know, and, and all of that. Um, Now, the third reason might be if you have this really smart horse and you need to keep them guessing and, um, you know, from getting bored or possibly, you know, preventing anticipation. So, you know, I've seen girls switch them up left to right, you know, from one race to the next. Now, me personally, I haven't seen too many be able to do that successfully. Usually it's going to take three or four runs to get really comfortable going one direction or the other if you've been switching if you've been going the right barrel first for a long time I'd give yourself three to five runs going left before your horse gets comfortable again but but some horses you'd be surprised do well just switching it up so 
Um, again, the fourth reason is um, I would try to develop consistency. That's what builds confidence for horses. And horses, most of them won't like to be changed up. Most horses like repetition and consistency. And knowing that most horses are lefties, that's why I start most horses to the right. But like I said, you know, there is that exception to the rule. Um, I don't believe in changing them up because they're sour or lame or hurt or bad experiences. Although I've seen people do it for that reason, especially if they're pushed too hard, a maturity year or something, then they'll switch them up and go the other way. So again, you know, you really just got to treat it for the individual course. Um, the next question I have is, how do I uh, know if um, a horse is ready to add speed to first barrel? Well, um, that is kind of one of them trial and error things. You know, you kind of got to try it and see where your horse is. Okay, so you've, you've been running really solid 3D. Everything's going great. But now you feel like you're ready to send them to first a little bit more. So give them a little bit more go cue from the alleyway. But be prepared that you may have to sit sooner. Maybe four strides out and say, whoa, three strides out. And then maybe do a two-hand check or a one-hand bump you know, at the two strides out so that they will come back to you with that extra speed. So again, it's just trial and error. And it may take, again, like switching from left to right barrel, it might take three to five new runs with the added speed to see if they can start to adapt to rate and want to turn. Now, if you notice them getting stressed or hot or alley issues or anything like that, back off and just go back to slow again they're not showing that they're ready yet and that's okay too if their mind says look i need to stay here longer that's okay when they feel confident they get faster if you focus on smooth you'll be shocked how much taking that pressure off them makes them faster and vanessa um, and hunter is a really great example of that if you watch their videos she went in there thinking no pressure, relax, let him pick the pace, and he chooses to be the fifth fastest horse for the day. So again, sometimes smooth is faster because you take pressure off of yourself. Sometimes when we're trying to be fast, we override and we get in their way or they get stressed and they get by a barrel, get stiff, those kind of things. So you have to keep that in mind too. Now, I'm not saying looking at Amelia and Suna run, they were flat flying. And still got a little deep on first and stepped off a little on third and still won the whole thing so i'm not saying that fast isn't good either but that's a different horse that's a horse that really rates a barrel and really wants to turn a barrel it's different if you're on a free runner who's still figuring out how to rate and turn a barrel with speed so push horses and free runners are two different um, horses and usually your push horse can handle more than your free runner just because the free runner needs the help with the rate so, and not that they can't get there, they will. It just may take longer. And I don't believe in bigger bits or tie downs. Matter of fact, most people that come for a lesson or a clinic, I'll have them take their tie down off for their slow work. And if you need a tie down or you feel comfortable in one, great. But I honestly want a horse that gives to my hands. Um, I feel like a horse balances with their head and their neck. And sometimes they can't do that with a tight tie down. Um, so those are things that, you know, I want my horse really working 80% off of my body from the waist down, you know, my hips, my seat, my legs, uh, you know, even my shoulders sitting with my hips, um, and less off of my hands. My, my hands should be my lightest cues, you know, my eyes, my body, my legs, my voice, those things I want to be able to communicate with my horse. So I'm not looking for bigger bits or tie downs. I want a horse that works 80% off of my body. So, um, 
so anyways, that's just how I like to train a horse from the beginning and their foundation. Um, you know, loose rein, one rein, you know, one-handed, you know, versus two-handed, you can do both, mix it up. But again, a horse should um, be communicating mainly off of your body and, and legs. So, um, okay, so the next question, um, I hope that answers that for you. The next question is, um, let's see here. Photos showing sitting up and pulling up on the horn. Okay, and the video did too. So a lot of times I put a video in the group last week about using your horn correctly. Sometimes people are using their fingers and pulling themselves up on the horn in the turns, which would be fine if you're on a push horse and you need to sit up into the hole, but it's not fine on a horse that needs to rate. On that horse, you wanna push the palm of your hand against the horn and then soften your rib cage and your shoulders into your hips and sit deep on your pockets on your pant pockets as if you were tucking your seat underneath you. So you'll use your fingers of your horn or fingers to pull yourself up on the horn leaving the barrel, but you want to use the back of your, the palm of your hand to push on the back of the horn to lock yourself down in the turn for a horse that needs rate and needs collection. So that's really important. Um, and again, I hope the video was helpful. Um, the next question is how to prepare for a big show like Perry, Georgia. Um, the first thing I would do is I would journal everything, okay? I would journal your best runs and try to repeat that. So if you've gone to arenas that mimic that arena or if you've been to that arena, try to focus on that. Um, you know, what, visualize your best runs, uh, watch your best videos. Make sure you go back to basics the weeks ahead of those super shows. Get a vet check. Make sure your horse is sound. Be up to date on everything. Do not vaccinate or warm a horse one or two weeks before a big show. They don't need the stress or, or anything else, especially if they're shedding the you know vaccine, etc. So, so um, try not to do you know don't trim a horse's feet if you can avoid it the week before a big show, especially if they're barefoot or especially if it's a big show. You know if they can go a week over, that would be better than in case they trim them a little short or something. You don't want to. Um, have a sore horse um so anyways go back to basics really plan it out you know prepare you know have a list for what to take with you a list for what you need there you know the comforts for your horse check with other people you know they may know some tips if the, they need mats for the stall better shavings etc fans all of that um again visualize yourself winning manifest yourself not necessarily winning but manifest yourself doing your best, your personal best. Now I say you can visualize yourself winning. It may very well manifest itself. I knew a girl once I was writing for floridabarrelhorses.com. I was writing Tina's training tips and I was doing barrel racer bayous. And I interviewed a girl after she won MBHA Florida state finals. And the funny thing is that she qualified back in the 2D but then she ended up winning the state finals in the short go. So the funny part was, is that she made her run. It was a smoke and run, but then she had to wait for all the rest of the 2D riders go and all of the rest of the 1D qualifiers go. And up to the very last horse, she ended up winning it. So when I interviewed her, she said that she had gone to state for years and had always wanted to win it. And she just visualized every night before she went to bed herself winning the 1D state championship saddle. And, and she just visualized it and it happened. So, you know, there's a lot to manifesting and that's what our uh, challenge for mindset next week is gonna be to write down your keywords that are important to you. Maybe it's peace, maybe it's happiness, maybe it's 
um, you know, financial security. Maybe it's winning a buckle, a saddle. Maybe it's you and your horse, you know, being your best, running 1D, you know, whatever it is, write those things down and try to say them and see them every single day and kind of manifest yourself into who you are and what you want to be as if it's already happening because let me tell you what she did and it did so um it certainly can't hurt and you can pray about it too you don't you don't have to just put it out in the universe whatever your thing is if you're spiritual pray to god for it pray to jesus if you're you know more of a you know a universe type person do that but whatever is your way um absolutely the more we like i said count our blessings be thankful grateful and know what we want and stay focused on that the more likely it is to happen and now mind you i'm not saying you can't just will something to happen and not work hard at it you do you have to be consistent you have to be persistent all of those things you have to work at it um so but then again um that's just a a cute little story i thought i would share with you i think i have a couple more questions before the topic um, let's see, this one was about hands, um, using one hand, uh, and legs to get your horse to bend. Okay. So if you're riding one handed and you want your horse to get some bend in the rib cage, you're going to use more inside leg. Now your hand should never cross your wither or get above your horn. It needs to stay in that six inch box. It can either be in the go cue. It can be in the rate cue, the neutral cue, or it can even be in a flexing cue but um, where you kind of twist your pinky where you see or bring your hand up and back an inch. Any of those will get you a little bit of lateral flexion. Um, you can even just go up from the go position if you're on a lazy horse. Um, but you absolutely want to use more leg and have some weight in your outside stirrup. Um, that will definitely work. So your hand back for rate, your hand up or, or twist your pinky for a little flex, but it's always give and take. You should always use a hand and leg cue together. Um, and then you can just kind of keep it in the middle or in the go position if you want to, you know, move them faster or if you're happy with where you're at. So, so absolutely you can get them to bend, um, with one hand for sure. And you should practice one handed riding. It's good for them. Let's see. The next question is about fitness, um, with age or pain. Um, that's a big one. Um, that's a really big one. So if that's something that you're dealing with um, or your horses are dealing with, you know, um, you have to figure out, you know, it can make you slow down a little bit. It can make you feel not as confident, um, just like anybody who's been injured or hurt. It takes time to get that confidence back. Uh, but you can do that um, with groundwork. Start with groundwork with your horse and then start getting more into your saddle work. Um, Really focus on your energy and your body language. Um, that's really important. You can even increase your um, your focal cue, like uh, where you're looking and clucking and kissing and, and all of those things to get your horse to drive out more. Um, you know, you may even uh, be able to use a, a tap of a whip, um, you know, to your horse's side and versus having to kick so much. There's little ways that you can learn to work around um, handicaps if you can, if you will, you know, as in um, aging or arthritis or pain or, and some young people deal with that too, bad knees, bad backs, whatever, shoulders. Um, there are ways that you can change the way that you communicate with your horse. You just have to, <clears throat> again, work at that. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to read um, 
about this next question here uh, is talking about um, you know a good way to get a horse paying attention to you so it's really important to me that I my horse listens on the ground first so the first thing I would do on the ground is face flex left and right um, I will post a video on that in the group tomorrow um, and then the next thing would be disengaging the hindquarters. Um, so face flexing left and right from the ground is a great calming cue for a horse. Uh, and then uh, after I disengage the hindquarters, and again, I'm gonna do it one step at a time, and I might use a little uh, lunge whip, I might use my hand, I might just use energy or my rope, you know, just kind of mix it up. Then I'm also gonna wanna yield the shoulder so basically a roll back on the ground until I do a complete 360 and I'll kind of keep the nose, um, you know, control of the nose and be a little bit in front of my horse so they don't go forward. And then I'm going to ask those front feet to go around the back feet. Um, I'm also going to want to do some backing uh, off light cues. I might do it uh, off energy. I might do it off touching the lead rope. Um, I also want to teach them a go forward cue. All those things are really important. Um, the next thing I'll do is lunge them around me for, you know, where I can drive them or send them away from me. Um, you know, but I'm not going to just like death by lunging. I'm going to have them, you know, do transitions, walk, trot, stop, change directions, walk, trot, canter, trot, walk, change directions, and just really see if I can get them focused. I could side pass them on the ground. Um, I can teach them to put their head down from pole pressure or cheek of their halter pressure. So that way, if, or even the lead rope, if I have a really tall horse and I'm a short uh, youth rider or person, a short woman, I can teach my horse to put their head down so I can put their bridle on. And again, it's also a good calming cue. So those are all the places I would start on the ground. And then I would apply those same things in the saddle. And all of those things are gonna get your confidence back with your horse because now you have communication of cues, you've established some respect, some trust, and, um, and always use give and take pressure, reward, pet, rest, uh, build that bonding relationship. So um, let me see if I have any more questions. Let's see here. One more, it looks like. Um, I feel like I'm really spread super thin and I don't have enough days to practice or work my horse. Okay, so I can tell you this. I can tell when people haven't practiced with their horses when they come for lessons, it never goes well. So if you're having problems at barrel races and you're not riding during the week, you might as well just stay home and save your money because if you do not prepare your horse, number one, Mentally, you guys aren't connected. Emotionally, they're gonna be wound up. And physically, they could get hurt because they're not fit and you don't have teamwork. So absolutely, that's something that you guys want to be sure to have. And I have a rule of three times a week. Um, and it doesn't have to be all in the saddle. It could be round pin, it could be lunging, it could be pony. It's just time spent with them. But I do like to get at least one day a week in that saddle for maybe, um, arena work where I do a drill or do the barrel slow just to get my horse and I on the same um, level and again it depends on if it's an open horse a novice horse that kind of thing um, there is one more question here though about balance rein and competition um, that's important 
that you don't pull on that outside rein because it will cause the nose to go out and the shoulder to drop in. But you can have even hands and that will help you keep your horse straighter longer to get them to your spot one when you're going to your turn. So that's really important. Um, so yes, a balance rein can be used many times. It can be used for collection work. It can be used to keep your line straight going to a barrel. Um, all of those things are super important. Let's see here. I think I'm ready to go into my topic now. I think I answered all the questions. If I didn't, I'll get them in next week's Q&A. So be sure to ask me if I didn't answer your question. Be sure to remind me again. Um, let's see. Topic. Uh, putting the horse first. Foundation before barrels. Um, sadly, so often I see people going to the barrel pattern before they have a fancy broke horse or a horse that's emotionally calm. I know a lot of barrel horses that are just patterned and don't, can't even trail ride. Um, it's really quite sad. I know a lot of horses that are in tight tie downs and big bits and they've never even been given a chance to ride in lighter equipment and spend more time on foundation. And I think that's completely unfair and that is not what riding with heart is about. Um, I want to, I want you to win. I want to win when I compete. I wanted to win. Um, but I wanted to win putting my horse first. So again, the first thing I'm going to start with, as I mentioned on the ground, when I get in the saddle is face flexing left, right, and down at a standstill, a walk, trot, and a lope. And, um, and why? Because that's the very first part of the five body parts I want to have my horse being soft and light and giving to pressure. Um, I want to be able to do these things in circles and straight lines. Um, the next thing I want to do is use my leg to move my horse's shoulders, their ribs, their hips. And again, I should be able to do that at a standstill, walk, trot, and lope. Um, that's important to me in straight lines and circles. The next thing is I want to have a loose rein woe where my horse will stop off my body and my voice when I take my legs off and exhale and put my rein hand down on their mane. Um, if they don't, I also want them to be able to back up. So I'd like to back up at least five to eight steps straight, preferably, and a lot of horses cannot back up straight. So try to back your horse eight steps and see if you can do it one step at a time, give and take pressure straight. If you can't, make adjustments. It'd be nice to also be able to back circles. Um, I want to be able to do rollbacks. Rollbacks are super important to have a horse elevated and light on their front end and be able to cross their front feet over and plant their back pivot foot because that's exactly what I want them to do in a turn. I want them to use that pivot foot and have that hind end really underneath them and secure so we're safe, we're strong because that's the, where the power comes from, the caboose. Um, the next thing I want to be able to do is side pass. Well, why? I just want to be able to control my horse's body. My neck rein can move that, um, the front feet. My leg and the back cinch can move the back feet and it can move all at once. That could come in really handy to open and close the gates. Um, it can come in handy if I need to position them in an alleyway or a side gate coming in. Um, you know, it's just, it's really just nice to have more buttons on your horse. And, um, the, the seventh thing that I like is my leads. I want to be able to know what lead I'm on from a circle or a straight line. A lot of people can't tell what leads they're on. They're not sure how to ask for a lead departure. You need to know that. That's important to your horsemanship. Um, really get to where you know that. I want to be able to do 
transitions. Um, and again, on the leads should be circles and straight lines, both. And you should be able to get it from a walk to a lope versus a, tr- a walk trot lope as well once you get a little bit more advanced. Um, the next thing is transitions. I'd like to be able to go from a walk to a stop or a trot to a walk or a, a lope to a trot to a walk or a lope walk, a trot walk, a trot lope. I want to be able to transition all different speeds, a extended trot to a sit jog, an extended canter to a sit lope. Uh, transitions are basically an extended gait and a collected gait, preferably off your energy, off your seat, off your body. Um, because that's important to collect your horse to have a tight turn. It's no different than driving a truck. When you're driving it, you back off the gas pedal to make the curve. You don't floor it. If you floor it, you're end up in the ditch. Same with a horse. You don't gun it into the turns or you end up at the fence. You back off the gas so they can slow down and have a tight turn and drive out faster. So that's the main goal for transitions in barrel racing. Um, and then the ninth thing I want to make sure, and this probably should have been done way earlier, um, but I want to desensitize my horses. I want to make sure on the ground that they're desensitized, um, you know, for music, uh, whips, slickers, banners, anything that I might see at a barrel race or rodeo, ropes, um, trailer loading, tying, um, all those things are super important. Stalling, if I'm going to start stalling them and they're always in a pasture at home, I better start stalling them two, three hours a day, maybe with lights and a radio a little bit, just kind of letting them get used to things, maybe getting them used to night shows versus day shows. There's a lot of things I can do to desensitize and season and get my horse exposure to. Um, and they need to, that's all seasoning and that can take a lot of time. That can in itself give a horse ulcers if you shove it all down their throat at once. That's why we want to do things in increments so that we're building their confidence, not taking it away. Um, the tenth thing is um, I want my horse to be patterned in a um, perfect slow so that when I add speed, it's going to be of more of a repetition and consistency thing and they'll have confidence and it should smoothly transition and again as I mentioned before it is trial and error you have to add speed and if it's a hot mess you just slow back down and wait until they get confident again and then try again sometimes it takes patience um, sometimes you have to go off the horse's calendar sometimes They'll do better in an outdoor arena than an indoor arena or a big pattern than a small pattern. It always, you know, just the patience of figuring them out and letting them go from elementary school to junior high, high school, college. You know, you just don't throw them out in the world without an education. Um, And then finally, the 11th thing, um, well, actually I have 12 things, but the 11th thing is exhibition and exposure. We talked about that a little bit. Hauling them just to practice nights and just doing slow work. Um, or maybe just exhibitioning and get them used to different kinds of arenas. Um, the next 12th thing I wanted to bring up is their novice year. You know, there might be a point where you have to slow down in that novice year. There might be a t- point where you need to take a little break or get the vet involved, your chiropractor, dentist, uh, farrier. You might have to look at their diet, um, how you're warming them up, how you're tuning them up during the week. Um, Do you need more lessons or clinics? Um, Do you need the slow play reviews? Um, 
you really have to start keeping that journal. Journals are so important. Keeping your horse's records of what you're feeding them and your supplements and your chiropractic dental, Coggins, keep all that. But then keep track of your barrel races, how it went. So you can refer to it next time to make an improvement and set a goal at each barrel race, one goal. And then as you're going down that alleyway, pick one or two things to focus on. Don't get yourself where you're in your head and thinking too much. Keep it simple, one goal, one or two things to focus on, and that's it. So, but lastly, before I finish up and close, I just want to say really just enjoy the journey. This is supposed to be what we do because we love it. It's supposed to be fun. Um, When you get older like me and you've been doing this forever, 30 years later, you will realize it's not the new time to beat the winner is that's going to be your best memory. It's going to be the journey of it the connection with your horses, the memories that you have with family and friends and people along the way, you know, those would be things that stick out with you as well. So just keep that in mind um, when you're doing this to keep things in perspective because, you know, I know you want to win. I won't know you want to do well, but when you look back, trophies just collect dust, but your memories is what's going to be what you hold on to. Uh, let's see here. So I do want to close with a couple reminders. I do have a clinic this weekend. So that means I will be pretty busy. So videos that are sent to me um, over the weekend, they may be in a 24 hour delay um, because I will have to review videos for my clinic as well on Monday. Um, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I will be hammering down on videos. So just be a little patient with me. It's definitely going to be closer to the 48 hour turnaround instead of 24 hour turnaround. So be patient there. Um, I do want you to know that, um, you know, it's important to be persistent in chasing your goals and dreams, but it's also important to be consistent. Um, You know, even if you just do a little bit each day, you will get better and you will get there. So um, just keep manifesting what you want in your life daily with positive affirmations and you know, focusing on what you really want. And I really believe it will come true for you with your hard work and your positive attitude. Um, Always remember to ride your horse uh, with heart, putting them first, Um, meet them where they are, practice, prepare for the arena you're going to, know where the stakes are, the timers, the ground, anything that might be important to your run. Visualize, learn to visualize smooth, smooth patterns that you and your horse can make. And remember how important it is to think positive. And just remember, set one goal at a time and journal about how things are going. So you'll always have something to refer back to when things are going well or when you need to make any changes. So God bless everybody. And as always, ride with heart. Thank you.